Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Heavenly Father, we open ourselves to your word today and to your spirit. We ask that you flood our hearts with the light of your words in the name of Jesus. That there will be influence of your spirit across board in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus as you have your seats. It is unto me according to your word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, choir, for that. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. How many of you are excited to be in church today? Yeah. I'm excited to be in church. All right. So last week we started uh, something regarding the law. Amen. Um, so I already prayed before coming today. Amen. I prayed that everyone would get you know, full understanding of what we're going to be teaching today. Uh, it is God's word to us. And um, I'd already stood against every demonic forces that we, you know, that we may intend to distract men. And yesterday when I came into ministers' meetings and while we were praying, I mean, the, the power of God was so intense in the meeting. So I know. And I also took a peep into the prayer section where they were praying, uh, the prayer department. I saw, I mean, the entire place was charged up. Hallelujah. So I, I have no doubt that um, there will not be any restriction in the spirit. So I, needed to also put, so I needed to also put a word to it so that you yourself, you'll be... Uh, you'll be rest assured and attentive to know that, yeah, prayer had gone ahead. And one of the things I prayed most about was that the power of God will break every, you know, uh, wrong consciousness in our mind. Amen. That's, that's one of the things I prayed about, that the power of God will break every, break those walls. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we're just going to look at the word together. Very important, I think I say this often, I say this when we say the word of God. Word of God is our, is our evidence. So the word of God is your proof. The word of God should be your proof. Remember uh, 2 Timothy, for example. Uh, that's not a message, but just for, uh, for the sake of uh, study. 2 Timothy, you go to chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, 2 Timothy and chapter 2, I think verse 15, if I'm correct now. Uh, verse 15, he said, Be diligent to present yourself approved unto God, the work a worker who does not uh, need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, the word in King James Version, you put the old King James Version says, study to show yourself approved. Now, the word study there is, it means to be diligent, to show yourself approved. So, it's very important. And he says, a workman needed not to be ashamed. He said, rightly dividing the word of truth. So, it's important that the word of God be rightly divided. And when he does that, okay, we would have strong, you know, uh, assurance in God's word. So, that's why I said, you know, the word of God is our evidence, your proof. God's word is your proof. Hallelujah. The word of God is your proof, is your evidence. Amen. The word of God is your evidence. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, say this to me again. Say the word of God, the word of God. Is, my is my evidence. Romans. Let's go to Romans. Romans and chapter 7. So we're going to do a lot of long readings today. Romans and chapter 7. Romans 7. Are you there? Good, good, good. Some folks already loving it. Romans 7. This is good. I like that. You've got to love it. You've got to love the word. Hallelujah. I love the word. Yeah. Okay. Romans 7. So last week we said something that, you know, went point blank that we are not under the law. So I think it's better we also kickstart from there. We are not under the Ephesians, I mean, Romans 6, 13, uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Romans 6, um, I said we should go to Romans 7, yeah? Yes, so before going to Romans 7, let's, let's jump to Romans 6, uh, verse um, 14, and that's re let's read that out loud again, everybody together. He says, for sins shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So, very important, so there is nothing you don't need to, you cannot be angry with me, Amen. It is God's word. I mean, that's for all of us. Instead, we should embrace it. So he says, he says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? 
because you are not under the law, but under grace. It's very important. You have to reckon it to yourself. It must be deep-seated in you that you are not under the law. We are not under it at all. That's what he says. He says you are not under the law, but you are what? Under grace. Grace, is a, grace has become our master. In that case, look at John 1. John 1. So there's no need. So it, the best way to be humble, okay, is to see God's word and say, wow, it's in the world. Wow, I take it. I believe it. Okay, there's no need to say, ah, maybe, maybe it may be meaning something. Now, what we read now, amen, is English. Amen. If you cannot understand it in simple English like that, like I tell people, get the one written in your own dialect. The one written in Hindu, Georgian language, Yoruba, Igbo, Hausa, whichever country you're from, Swahili, African, Africans. Amen. What do Zimbabwe people speak? Shona. What do you speak in your own country? French. Oh, Gabon is French. Ah, two preference. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So, so we, we see that. So he said, sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law, you are under grace. Look at John. John 1. Go there. John 1. John and chapter 1 verse. John 1. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I'm not under the law. <laughs> There's no way you want to kick me under that thing. I'm not under the law. I can't be under the law. I was never under the law. I was never. And I can't be. Okay? You understand what I say here? So we see it together. All of us, we see it together today. Look at that. John 1. Are you there? John 1 verse um, 17. Look at what he says again. He said, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by what? Jesus Christ. You have to understand that. See, when you read the Bible, you see clearly he's there. So let's now go to our text for today. So I just thought, okay, it's important for us to go point blank that we are not under the law. I'm not the one that is saying it is the scripture. There's no one scripture that says a believer is under the law. If I rather, the Bible clearly says it in many, many ways that a believer is not under the law of Moses. In fact, the Bible says, for God so loved the world, John 3, 16. That he gave his only begotten law. Is that what he says? No. Amen. He said he gave his only begotten son. What, who received the law? The Israelite, Moses. But the law was given by Moses. While we were under, I came, I'm from Nigeria. If you don't know, I'm from Nigeria. We, my great-grandfathers, okay, they served, you know, Shongo, Oya, Obatala, okay. All those are our fathers. Some, some people said, Amadioa. Okay, praise God. But we, so we were never given the law. We were Gentiles in the flesh. So I was never under the law in the first place. Amen. I cannot be under the law. Now, so even the people that were under the law, Jesus came to them. He said, for the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Even these people that were under the law. Hallelujah. We are going somewhere. We'll see. We arrive at it together. Hallelujah. Are we together here in the house? Okay, Romans. Romans and chapter what? Seven. Amen. Ah, ah, pastor, ah, ah, how can we not be under the law? Praise God. Ah. Amen. I can't put you under where God did not put you. Amen. It's not even me that's putting anybody. I'm not putting anybody. What we are reading now is this. I'm just reading Bible. Amen. If you notice, I've not even started doing explanation. We're just reading Bible. All right. John and Romans 7. Romans 7, let's start from verse 2, uh, from verse 1. Do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. So the apostle is using an analogy to describe the scenario that we have found ourselves. So he's saying that when a man is married to a woman, okay, in the law. He said, so he, see, I speak, he said, I speak to those who said they know the law. So he's speaking to those who know the law. So because in the law, when a man is married to a woman, that man is bound by that same law to the woman until there is a divorce. Or better still, the one that is divorced in the law is dead. So if the one, if one of the couple is dead, then the other couple in the law 
is permitted to marry what? Another. So that's why, so let's start again for us to get the picture clearly. He said, do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For a woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released. Someone say released. She is released from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called what? An adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another. Verse 4. That's what I'm actually going. Therefore, my brethren, you have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who is raised from the dead, that, that, we, should, that we should bear fruit. What? Unto God. For when we were in the flesh, so look at that. So look, listen, everybody, before I, move, before I move forward again. So he says that. So now we have to reckon ourselves, indeed, what dead to the law. So to us now, we, there's a, so there's death to the law through the death of Jesus. So when we see the cross, we are, we are reckoning with the fact that we became dead to the law. So by becoming dead to the law, what does it mean? It means you are permitted to marry another. Okay, so the marrying of another, who, is, who, who did we not marry? The one who died and rose again. So in other words, it means now, if you say you are married to Christ, and you now go again to the law, to resurrect the law back again, you are committing adultery. In that concept. Amen. Okay, don't, don't, don't get spooky on me. Okay, don't get spooky on me. I did not write that. Amen, I did not write that. So, you, so you, are you following everybody here? So let's keep reading. For, so we are going to get the picture by the time we finish. We'll get the picture clearly. Now, because the thing is this, it's not just about divorce or not marrying the, the law, but we are married to another. And that is one of the emphasis of today's meeting. That it is not like you're free from the, we are delivered from the law, yeah, but the deliverance is also a marrying of another. So you don't become, it's not like it's not as if you are lawless, but you are now married to another. And that is to Christ who died for our sin. Let's keep reading. Look at it. So for when we were in the flesh, the sinful passion which were, which were aroused by the law. So this is where we are going to have a lot of debate today. I'm talking about debate. I'm talking about scriptural teaching. Because this concept, look at what it says here. It says, for when we were in the flesh, the sinful passion which were, by, which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. Now, verse 6 now says, but now. Someone say, but now. But now. I can't hear you say, but now. He said, but now we have been delivered. From, see, now, amen. Hallelujah. To be delivered, what does it mean? It means to escape. It means to be set free. And when you, when you say someone is delivered, now, that's where I want us to get the picture. Now, I, 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 I wish to get everybody here. Now, the word deliverance is a big word. And when I say big word, for example, it speaks volume. When you say, ah, God delivered me today, the people are expecting you to, to mention the terrible things that happened to you. For example, you cannot be delivered from good money. <laughs> Hallelujah. You cannot be delivered from health. Are we together? You cannot be delivered. You cannot say, ah, I thank God today I was delivered from good health. I was delivered from good security. If you were want to say you were delivered, you would say, thank God I was delivered from a fatal accident. I was delivered from armed robber. It's always something terrible. It means to escape something that wants to choke your life. He said, but now, look at it. He said, but now we are delivered. That's why I was telling us that Obadiah 17, for example, Obadiah 117 is not talking about deliverance service. Hallelujah. He said, upon Mount Zion, there shall be what? Deliverance. I told us before, that place is not talking about deliverance service. 
That's what we're talking about. Scriptural Bible understanding. Because in Bible study, I st- I'm going to start on Thursday. I started, I was supposed to start last Thursday on basic understanding of the scriptures. Now, you know, we said earlier about you have to study the scripture, study to show yourself approved. And in studying the Bible, there are certain terms that sometimes we model them together. And, but they don't really mean what we think they mean. Hallelujah. Praise God. For example, when the Bible says, narrow is the way, in Matthew 7, narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and wide is the one that leads to destruction. Okay, how narrow is the narrow? Amen. Will the narrow be a size of, will it be my size? Or will it be my wife's size? Or Minister Chico's size? How narrow is the narrow? Is it that some of us going to be like this? Or some of us going to go like this? Hallelujah. I, 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 very important because if you want to know what, what way is narrow, because he said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the narrow way is Jesus, the cross. It's that simple. So he's not talking about size. He's just talking about that. You see, in all concepts, the whole law and the prophets are huge. Okay? They are so huge that you see, you cannot, which, which one, you, you may not be able to handle everything. So in I said, narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. But the other one, plenty, leads to destruction. Okay, but we'll finish. By the time we finish. Hallelujah. Why did you stop again? Of So, Romans 7, 6. So he says this. Are you following everybody? He said, but now we have been delivered from the law. So, you know, this is, this is a point, you know, you know, this is the point where you say, Hallelujah. Amen. Are you going to say yeah? You know, when you say you have been delivered from something, say, thank you, Jesus. I've been delivered. He said, you have been delivered from the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> you get it? Yes. Some of us didn't get it. By the time we finish the service, you will get it. You will say hallelujah indeed. Amen. Your hallelujah will be strong in the name of Jesus. That's what he said. Hallelujah. He doesn't say, Thank you, Judge Amy. Thank God. I was delivered from assassin. People say, Well, praise the Lord. But he said, But now we are delivered from the law. We are delivered from the law. So it, it, I, I'm gonna, we, we, we're going to see clearly, but I want to stress this point first that you have been delivered from the law. And how have you been delivered from the law? He said, Look at it. He said, That being dead, we were here, but that we should what? Serve now where? In the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So now that we have been delivered from the law, we can now serve what? In the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letters. So it means, let me, let me, get it clearly, let me put this clearly to you. Serving in, serving in the newness of the spirit, okay, it represents the fact that you have been delivered from the law. It's one of the signs that we know that this person has been delivered from the law. Because it now serves in the newness of the spirit. So this is where the question is. Because if we say we have been delivered. Hallelujah. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look, look, at, look at something here. So if we say we have been delivered from the law. Okay, let's do Galatians. We're supposed to stay on the argument. But okay, let's, let's, let's stay on the argument before we go to Galatians. Now. What is the issue with the law? Is the law bad? No. The law is not bad. The law is good. Go back to Romans. Romans 7. Amen. Romans and chapter 7. So, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except the law, except through the law. Verse 7. For I would not have known conversiousness unless the law said, that you shall not convert. But sin taking opportunity of the commandment. So we're going to see this twice. He said, he said, sin did what? Took opportunity of the commandment. Please, everybody follow. Follow, follow, follow closely. He said this. We are reading this in verse 7. Or verse 8. He said, but sin taking opportunity of the commandment produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was once, I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment which was to bring life 
I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion. Again, verse 11. So we read in verse 8 that sin took occasion of the law. Listen, everybody. So I want you to follow this closely. In verse 8, it says that sin took occasion of what? Of the commandment. The same thing in verse 11, that sin took occasion of the commandment. So the problem is not the law. The problem is the sinful nature. Because the law in itself is good. And I'm gonna, we're going to see it clearly now. The law in itself is good. I mean, why will, that, why will the law not be good? That shall not convey. Why will it not be good? It's a good thing. Hallelujah. But there's a sinful nature that cannot obey and do the law. In fact, rather, listen everybody, rather, when the law was given, I'm going to tell you why, we were, why the deliverance deserved hallelujah. Because, now, listen, before the law came, sin was already in the world. Look at Romans 5. Romans 5.12. Are you there? Romans 5.12, he says, Therefore, just as true one man, sin entered into the world and death through sin. And death spread to all men, because all sinned. For verse 13, look at it. He says, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. So before the law came, the law came, the law of God, law came during Moses. But before Moses came, and the law came, sin had already been in the Lord from Adam. So sin has been there. So there's a sinful principle or sinful nature in the flesh that was there. But what did the Lord, so the Lord now came. So now that's what we are saying earlier. You have to understand this. Please, let's separate this. Number one, before the law came, sin had been in the world. Now, now, but sin is not charged to man's account without the law. But sin was in the world, but men, men were not declared guilty of it. Be without the law. Okay. I did not write. See, I'm the, did, did I write this one? No. I did not write it. I, I only read scriptures for us. So look at it again. Let's read it together again. For unto the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there was no law. Are we together, everybody? So look at it. So we, I, I said something last week. I'm very important. You have to get a picture. So Romans and chapter 8, verse 2. Romans 8, 2. Go there. We'll come back. Romans 8. Uh, sorry. Romans 8. Uh, 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 8. Praise God. Romans 8. Is it 8 now? For what the Lord could not do. 8.3. Thank you. Romans 8.3. Thank you. Are you there? Romans 8.3. Now, everybody, are you following? Romans 8.3. Look at what it says. It says, for what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh. But God sending his own son the likeness of sinful flesh for, for sin and condemned sin in the flesh. So what the law could not do. Listen, everybody. So I want you to get a picture like this. Before the law came, sin was in the world. So but when men took the law, so by taking the law, the law could not condemn sin in the flesh. The law could not. So the law was supposed to condemn sin. But it, okay, better still. Men taught the law was supposed to help them not to be sinful. Yeah. But rather, okay, the law could not. So what the law could not, that's what the son did. Okay, look at it. Let's go back again to Romans 3. Romans 3. So we see the picture clearly. And we see why, so what we are trying to say is this, very important, that the guy said, Paul said, that the law is good. But the law, the sinful nature, would, took advantage or took occasion of the commandment. Two times he said it. In verse 8 and verse 11. Did you see that? Okay, Romans 3. Romans 3 and verse, uh, <clears throat> verse 27. He said, where is boasting? It is excluded by what law? Of works? No. But by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Amen. So, before we continue. So, very important. We conclude that a man is declared righteous apart from the deeds of the law. If you believe Jesus died for your sins, you are righteous. You can argue with your paper, with your part. It's your personal argument. But whether you like it or not, whether you argue, you, argue, you believe it or not, I see you as the righteousness of God. If you believe Jesus died for your sins. 
Are you going to try to say, yeah, a friend of mine came to me some years ago. That was about 17 years ago, thereabouts. Or 16. He came to me where outside, you know, you know, Bumashua, I remember where, you know, uh, somewhere. And he told me, he said, ah, you are, you know, I am, he, he said, he is not righteous. I, I said, do you believe Jesus died for your sins? He said, I believe. You believe Jesus died for your sins? Truly believe. I know he believes. I actually know he believes. I said, oh, see, eh? there's no need to argue. If you believe you are righteous or not, okay, is your personal problem. I will see you as the righteousness of God and I will treat you as the righteousness of God. Is your personal problem if you decide to stay in ignorance. Amen. But I know you are the righteousness of God because the Bible says those who put their faith in Christ have been declared righteous. Look at it. Look at it later. Let's, let's read that part again. Are you there? Look at it. Verse 28. Therefore, we, 28, 3, 28, Romans. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by the law apart from the deeds of the law. Uh, by, by, the, by faith apart from the deeds of law. 29. Oh, or or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Since there is no... Ah. Oh, sorry. I was supposed to jump. I was supposed to start from 19. 19. Amen. Are you there? 19. Are you 19? He said, now we know that whatsoever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. Don't forget what we read in Romans 6, 14. That sin shall have dominion over you, over them. Uh-huh. Sin shall not have dominion over you, because you are not under the law, but under grace. <laughs> so he's saying here, now we know that whatsoever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> why why did I stop? That every mouth, so why is the law? So that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. So listen, everybody. So why is the law? So what is the concept of the law? Why was the law given? That every man will, every mouth will be stopped and all the world will become guilty before God. Amen. I did not write it. I repeat again. Before the law came, sin was in the world. So why was sin, why was the law given? To cure sin? No. Amen. Are we together? The law was not given to cure sin. Why was the law given? Simple, we read it now. He said, now we know that whatsoever the law says, said to them that are under the law. Why? So that every mouth will be stopped. Another version says, so that everyone will be without excuse. Do you have that in your version? Excuse. What does it mean? So that you will not give excuse and say, for example, um, the excuse there is saying that, oh, me, I am a good man. Me. I'm a superman. Me, I'm better than this person. No, no, no. It wants every man to be stopped. Because when you look at the law, everyone has got, has got some laws that are broken already. Yes, Amen. If I, let me tell you something. As you are sitting down there, under the sound of my voice, it's just that no, I don't want to take the position of an accuser. But if I want to take the position of an accuser, I can assure you that you're breaking about at least 15, just Right there as I see you. You're breaking 16. At least. If I want to cast out counting. Amen. I think I will repeat again. If I, in the law, you cannot wear, I think, clothes of two different materials. You know, for example, some of you only pick one. They say, ah. He said, yeah, that, you know, that shall not draw tattoo. Are you going to say, I'm, I'm not even saying, I'm not saying, don't, I'm not saying draw tattoo. So the person who is saying that shall not draw tattoo, okay, is wearing clothes. Of two different materials, which in the same chapter, where he says you don't do that, he's also saying there that don't wear clothes of different materials. You look at that. All of us, I think all of us. All of us. We just call all of us. Oh Lord, have mercy. The other was there. The other was I remember I was I was I was working in one clinic. I told us before. And one of my one of my campus fellowship guys, they, you know, they saw me upstairs, you know, and they said, ah, pastor, then, that was in Nigeria. Pastor, ah. So they, ah, they came up. So some of them, they wore trousers, jean trousers, and they were decent jean trousers. They were not even the revealing one. Decent one. And after they left, the woman there, you know, she, the head of the department, she, she respects me a lot. She said, ah, Anifemi, ah, hey, this your, this your fellowship people that I see that came up. 
You are wearing trousers. Ha! I said, what's the problem? He said, it is written, it is written. I said, ha! Even the place she read, she's not even, that's not even what they are saying. But I, I didn't want to argue much. So the way I used to do it is this. Okay, amen. Why you pick one law? I look at you. I pick like five. It's because you don't know. I, it's because you don't know. So you feel, ah. So the intent of the law eh, is to stop all mouth and make all the world become guilty before God. Did you read it? Did I, did I write it? Look at it now. Am I the one who wrote it? Oh, I love this one. HCBC. Look, HCSB. He said, now we know that whatsoever the law says, speak to those who are subject to the law, so that every mouth may be shut, and the whole world may become subject to the God's judgment. So by every mouth, every mouth will be shut. You won't have any argument. For example, you, you, you cannot bring your over-righteousness to me. <laughs> As you are bringing your over-righteousness to me, will the law... So all of us, Olokpa, we just call everybody. Amen. I told us before, I said, don't, amen, don't, I don't want to go there. Hallelujah. The, the, the sect, there are some sect in, you know, in Nigeria, okay, not just in Nigeria, you know, I know the movement, you know, um, the William Boot movement, Salvation Army. Awesome guys, wonderful guys, super, lovely, wonderful guys. Now, most of those guys, who have problem with gold? Amen. If you don't notice, in all their visions, they don't see gold. <laughs> all their visions of heavens, there's no street of gold. It's, it's because they have problem with gold. Hallelujah. In other words, when the time you begin to have problem with something, when you are seeing vision, you see, you know, one of my friends came to me one time and said, ah, he said, that was in Nigeria. He was going to a fellowship. I won't mention the name of fellowship because it's recorded. And she came to me and said, ah, hey, I had a dream. I said, what is this dream? He said, rapture happened. I said, what happened? He said, as we were going up, we were going up, I was coming down. People were going up, I was coming down. People were going up. And I looked, I said, what is drawing me down? He said, it's my earring. <laughs> My earring is drumming. Hallelujah. He said, my earring is on. I said, pardon the Lord. Ah, ah. I, I had to sit her down and start opening scriptures to her. Your earring dropping you down. I, I, and, and before I saw, actually before we, the matter actually started like this. Because somebody had come to the fellowship. And I told them that those who apply um, soap to their hair, ladies, he said they are going to go to hell. So, she had stopped using washing her hair. So she had stopped it. So because she stopped it, and she stopped applying cream, because they, they had told them. So she exactly, she looked like my grandmother. Like, when, listen, listen, see, when I saw her, that's what I saw, when I first saw her, I said, ah, what happened? You look like my grandmother. How come? I mean, that's what I told her. What happened? Because she was a beauty, very beautiful lady. Very beautiful. And by the time she said, see, hallelujah. The person who is talking to me, talking about a law, a law, She's wearing clothes of different material. If I, I was telling you, let me listen up, everybody. Listen, listen, listen. This one in the law, I'm not going to go there because of time. You cannot shape, you should not shape your hair. It's, this, it's the same chapter. You should not shape. You know, when you shape your hair now, that's a good brother in the Lord. In the law, you should keep it. You keep the beard. The beard gangs, I told us, the beard gangs, okay, are the righteous guys in the law. In the law of Moses, the beard gangs are the righteous guys. I see few righteous people here. Uh, my brother, you're righteous. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. I see few. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But in the law of Moses, in the law of Moses, we, we, hey man, we. But now, if you, in this our generation, if you look at me, you say, this is a decent young man. I you going to say, yeah. I look like a decent young man because I don't have beard. And I keep my head. But in the law, when you cut the corners of your hair, the Bible says it's a sin. So in, my point is, it, it is the one you have picked. By the time you look at it clearly, all of us are guilty before. All of us. And the reason, the, the, that's what, the reason why the law is given, this is not to post an argument, the reason why the law is given, so that men will be, the mouth will be stopped, and everyone will be guilty. And when every man is guilty, you know where to run to. 
You run to Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the one who sets free. Is that now that we have been delivered from the law? Hallelujah. Did you see that? Look at that. Look at that. Where, where did we stop again? Romans. Look at it. Look, let's do that, Romans. Romans 3. It's a 319. It says, Now we know that whatsoever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every man may be stopped, and that the whole world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, shall no flesh be justified in his sight, in his sight, in God's sight, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. In God's sight, hallelujah, and in God's sight, you carry your muscle, me, I pray tight regularly. Me, I'm not saying you should not give. You know, some of the pastor has said, you should not give. <laughs> like, ah, me, I'm the best. I'm the best of God. I do not do this. I do not do this. I, I, I kept all the law. And you seek justification because of your works, you are gone. What the law? I are gone. He said, by the, he said, now that's it. He said, by the deeds of the flesh, he said, no flesh, yeah, by the deeds of the law, no flesh is justified in his sight. For the law is the, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. The knowledge of sin is that by the law, okay, the awareness, the consciousness, the guilt of what you have done is without the law, sin is there. But with the law, the awareness and consciousness increases. Look at Romans 5. Romans 5. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Romans, Romans 5.20. Romans 5.20. It says, Moreover, the law entered. Why? So that the offense might abound. But where sin abound, great is much more abound. Now look at it. When the law entered, offense now increased. The, ah, in this uh, place, we must be reciting the law. See, all of you, you're just deceiving yourself. Amen. This has nothing to do with discipline and everything, but we are going somewhere. Uh, you see where we, where we finish. But we must establish the fact first that that's the sinful nature. Okay? We take occasion of the law. And if an offense will increase them all. The reason why many people are sinning them all is because they are even going to the law. I'll repeat again. Because the law will not help you. It's only the grace of Jesus that helps. Okay, look at it. Romans, let's go back to our Romans. Romans 7. Romans 7 says, in verse 11. Romans 7, 11, says, For what? For sin, taking occasion by commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just and good. As then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am kind of sold under sin. For what I am for what I am doing, I do not understand. And it went on and on and on to the argument. The law in itself is not bad, it's a good the law is good. But the sinful nature is not designed. To obey the law, I mean, to do the law. Rather, eh, the law is designed to show how guilty. Let me let me explain it to you in a better picture. Listen up, everybody. Listen up, listen up, listen up. So this is the way it is like a standing mirror. I told us it's like a standing mirror. The law is like a standing mirror. If you have pimple here, rashes here, and all those things, when you come to the mirror, you see it clearly. You know, for example, if I have pimple here, you know I can't see it. If I have pimple here, I can't see it. And because I can't see it. I may not be conscious of it. Now, but as I stood in the mirror, I saw that the pimple is big, red, pointing. Then I'm, I'm, I become so conscious of it. Then as I'm moving, huh? then even when I want to do my makeup for the ladies, they've tried to put more things because, but the pimple is still there. It did not go. You're trying to see how to cover it. And even when you are talking and when you're, you're trying to walk, you know, appropriately so that you don't sweat, and it does not wash. You're trying yourself not to make sure because you want to go in public. You don't want anybody to see that you have pimples, you have rashes, you have you know, injury here. That's what the law does. The law is a mirror. It only shows you what the fault is because before the law came, sin was already there. The law only shows you, hey, hey, look at what you are. Look at what you are. 
the law is not designed to kill sin. The only thing provided that to kill sin is the grace that Jesus has provided. Forgiveness in Christ Jesus, that's all. And to now say, hey, no, is that law gone gone? That's why I want to sit down. You will just see plenty of people. You will see plenty of people. Amen. Galatians. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 2. So we said that now that we are delivered from the law, we now serve what? In the newness of the spirit. Amen. So we're delivered from the law. We are married to another. That's the spirit of grace. Are you going to say it? So Galatians 3. Galatians 2. Galatians 2 and verse 11. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, so, amen. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was supposed to be blamed. What did Peter do? See, he said, for, so look at Peter, Peter. How many of you know Peter? You know Peter. Peter, Peter. So let me give you the picture clearly. Everybody so that before we read, it's because of the time. So I'll give you the picture clearly. So Peter is one of the apostles, disciples, the transitional disciples, or transitional apostles. Those who were, you know, disciples of Jesus and transited into apostles in the New Testament. Now, this guy just, you know, they, they believe the gospel. He was a Jew. I mean, he's a Jew. And the law stuffs, there's a lot of law stuffs in his head. So many law stuffs. And now, in the law, Amen. Amen. In the law, it is not permitted for any Jew to interact, to eat with the Gentile. And by Gentile, I'm saying, I'm not talking about uh, Gentile. I'm talking about other country people aside Israel. You cannot be eating together with them. So it means that by coming to Jesus, Jesus has broken down the middle wall of partition. And has made both the Jews and Gentiles now one new creation. So in other words, it will mean that if you are a believer, you should not be thinking that racist thinking again. Because there's, there's an existential racism that the law provided. See, it's a big one. Let me give you a big one. In John 4, 7. Go on John 4, 7. John 4, 7. John 4, 7. Just quickly. John 4, 7. Are you there? Help me. I don't want to flip there. He says... There cometh, there comes a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. Next verse. For his disciples were gone out to meet. Verse 9. Uh, then said the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, so it's is an existential, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me, who is of the woman of Samaria, Samaria, for the Jews has no dealings with Samaritans. The Jews has no dealings. So it's a law thing. So the woman was surprised. Like, ah, you're asking me what are you? are a Jew now. Because normally you're supposed to pass and I'm supposed to stay. But you now came so that we can drink water to ah, Jesus' mindset. See, Jesus' mindset is, ah, Jesus' mindset is super. Like, it's no law, law, that kind of thing. He came to the woman, let me drink, let's drink water. And the law forbid, forbid, or forbid, forbid that. John, John, it is the same thing also happened even when they crucified, when they wanted to crucify Jesus. They went to Asso Rock. Ah, uh, sorry, um, yeah. John, John 18, John 18, 28. John 18, 28. Yeah, it's Asso Rock. That Prometheus, look at it. John 18, 28. So John 18, 28. Look at it. And then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went, they, they, they themselves went not into judgment all, lest they should be defiled. Now, but they might, but that they might eat supper. Now, in this place, just to get the concept, so Pilate, they went, there was a Pilate, so Pilate's governor's house. Okay, so they, they were supposed to lead Jesus to there. But now, if they had entered into the judgment hall, Pilate is a gentile. They would have probably said, now sit down, sit down, give them drink. So they did, to that extent, look at it. They hate Jesus. So they want to kill him. 
But because of racism, they didn't want to go inside. It's existential. So now Peter, Peter, in, back to Galatians 2. You can go ahead and study this later. Back to Galatians 2. Peter, that had already believed the gospel, he now knows that he should know that there is no Gentile nor Jew. Okay? He should know that there's no Gentile or Jew. The same Peter, when he came, he was fellowshiping with brethren. So he's, the, the Gentiles have already become Christian. The Jews were Christian, so they all fellowshiping together. How are you, brother? Brother Jews, brother Gentile. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you see what the Lord is doing in the midst? Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people got saved yesterday. Oh, awesome. Ah, did you see that woman from Asia? Ah, that Chinese woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that Nigerian guy too. Oh, really? So they were discussing, you know, eating food together. And immediately, some people came from, the, from Judah or uh, from Jerusalem. As they came inside like this, when Peter saw them, he did as if brother Asia, brother Nigeria, we are not together. <laughs> brother James, God bless you, sir. Uh, uh, hallelujah. So, and meanwhile, the other brothers were looking, what's happening? So even the Gentiles were, were surprised. Like, oh, maybe something is wrong somewhere. Look at it. Let's read it. Galatians 2. Are you there? So Galatians 2, from verse 10. And now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was supposed to be blamed. For before certain men came from James. Certain men came from where? From James. That is the general Russia. He would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself. Fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jew also played the hypocrites, hypocrites with him. So that even Barnabas ah, was carried away by their hypocrisy. Verse 14. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the, the truth of the gospel. That's not straightforward. That's not the truth of the gospel. He said, what did you say? He said, I withstood him. What did he say? He said, I said to Peter before them all. If you be a Jew... Live after the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews. Why do you compare the Gentiles with us to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles know, knowing that the man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Again, verse 17. But if why we seek to be justified by Christ? We ourselves are found sinners. Now listen, everybody. What? So when he says we ourselves are found sinners, what is he saying here? So in order to listen, listen, everybody. Listen, listen. So we know that we are supposed to be justified by faith. Mm -hmm. So if we now become hypocrite, by, through our hypocrisy, we have declared ourselves sinners by breaking the truth of the gospel. Are you going to try to say yeah? So look at it. Let's keep reading. Where did I stop? 17. Uh, where is it? Okay. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners, is Christ therefore ministers of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again that which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. That's what he's trying to say. What are they trying to destroy? The concept that the law, that we're under the law. So if again we are still going back to the law, we are being hypocrites. We are sinners. We have broken the standard law, the gospel of truth. That salvation is only by grace. Are you getting that to say, yeah? yeah? But if you are breaking the gospel of truth, you have become a sinner. This is contrary to what people thought before. Are you getting that to say, yeah? When a man seeks to be justified by the law, such a person is a sinner. I repeat again, any man who sought to be justified by the law is a sinner. It is not me who said it all. But the sinner in this concept is that he's sinning by resurrecting what has been broken. Hallelujah. Where did I stop again? 19. Okay, 19. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. Don't forget we said it earlier. That we were delivered from the law to be married to another, which is Christ. Now, it says... Verse 20, that's why I love what the Bible that says minister, says uh, minister Fortune read. He said, for I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself. So he's saying to Peter, look at it. The life I now live 
By the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Not by some law, but by the faith of Jesus. Hey! Look at that. Verse 21. I do not set aside the grace of God. Or I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ died in vain. So in other words, you better not frustrate God's grace in your life. What, see, what do you mean by saying, don't frustrate the grace of God? The only way a man can frustrate the grace of God, okay, is to go to the law and seek justification. That person is frustrating God's grace. Look at did I read, read did I write this? Uh, I do not frustrate the grace of God. If righteousness come by the law, Christ died in vain. So I refuse to frustrate God's grace in my life. I, I, I refuse to frustrate grace, God's grace in my life. I embrace grace totally. Romans uh, Galatians 5. We're rounding up very soon. Galatians 5. Look at it from verse 1. It says, Stand therefore. Woo! 5 verse 1. Stand fast therefore in the liberty. Where which Christ has made you free, uh, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Uh, amen. Indeed, I, Paul, say unto you, if you be circumcised, Christ has profited you nothing. Verse 3, I testify again to every man who is circumcised, that is a debtor to keep the law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law. I did not write this. But Nephi Biami did not write this. It's in the Bible. This is the word of God. I just believe it. Amen. You don't need to be angry with it. You just you need to say, wow. Somebody say, wow. wow. Yes, that's what we should say. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You should not say, huh? What is wrong with this guy? Why is he doing all this? I sent Satan. You can't sense Satan here. Come on. He cannot be spirit. You can sense it. Only the spirit. The spirit. The spirit. The spirit. The spirit. Grace. 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 You know what he said? He said, who are you, oh great mountain? Before Zerubbabel. He said, you shall be brought down. And they will bring up headstone out of you. With shouting. Grace. Grace. Remember that scripture? Yeah. Uh, it's in uh, Abacook. Is it Abacook? Uh, sorry, Zechariah. Zechariah. Zach, help me out with it. Zechariah, what again? Is it four? Four, six? Yeah. Okay, put it up, put it up, put it up. Sorry. Amen. Zechariah, four, six. Four, uh, start from, okay. Uh, Zechariah, not Zephaniah. Zechariah, four. Please, 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 because we are not done with Galatians and time is going. Are you there? I don't want to open it. Let's start from 6. Zechariah 4, 6. Is that not Zechariah there? Okay. Then he said, then he answered, and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Next verse. Who art thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt be what? Become plain. And he shall bring forth headstone thereof, with shouting, crying, grace, 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 grace. Amen. You know, he was there. Oh, we're going to go to the law. But this is it. The only way you can bring the mountains down is by crying. It's by grace. It's grace. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by his spirit. Grace. Grace. Amen. Amen. I did not write this. Come on now. I did not write it. It's the word of God. I did not change anything. I did not twist anything. And we're only reading scriptures together. Plenty, 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 plenty. The Bible is the book of grace. From Genesis to Revelation, grace. You know, Christians have succeeded in making horror movies from book of Revelation. If you read clearly the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus. The beginning, Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. He said this is the revelation of Jesus. But people are seeing revelation of Antichrist. They are seeing revelation. It's the mindset. is so, so, so mindset. is removed. Mindset. 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 
mindset, you need to plug it out. It's revelation of Jesus. Everything in the book, book of Revelation is about Jesus. About the victory of Jesus. Over the works of darkness. Over the Babylonian allot. Over the kingdoms of this world. The victory of the church. How we match with power. It is finished. Glory to God. Let's finish Galatians and we round up. Because we know you're done. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. easy to live right in Christ because it's by grace. Stop yielding to your effort. Stop trying. Stop trying. I'm not trying. I'm not trying. I'm not trying. I just allow the spirit. I just pray. Amen. If the spirit says go, we go. We just allow the spirit. Stop trying. You know, many people have got some addictions and some habits, and they keep trying. I'm trying, I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to stop. This, this is too, it's too difficult for me to stop. It's too difficult for me to stop. Pastor, I try. I'm trying. Hey, man. You keep trying and keep trying. You're not going to win. There's no way you're going to win by trying. Come on, man. How are you going to try? It's not by power. It's not by mind. It's by my spirit. Just stick to the word. Stick to the spirit and enjoy the word. Let the word of God help you. Let the spirit of grace help you. Huh? But I try sometimes. I go clean for two months. Then after two months, I make mistake again. Huh? I'm so bad. I make mistake again. Come on, man. You made mistake. One mistake. One mistake. One mistake. Pick yourself up. And run by the Spirit. Cry grace. Galatians 5. Amen. Did you see that? Amen. Let me tell you this. I'm not struggling, even as a pastor. Amen. I don't say I don't go through stuff. I go through stuff. But I don't struggle. I have never struggled since I encountered the gospel of grace. I just pray three hours every day, enjoy God. Amen. Praise God. I read the word for myself to grow. Amen. For myself to go, not to preach. I enjoy God. And I'm doing life. Amen. You better enjoy yourself. Hallelujah. Enjoy yourself. Hallelujah. Look at everybody. Enjoy, 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 enjoy. Yes. Yes. Oh, this life. We don't know what will happen. We don't know tomorrow. You know, somebody may die now. We don't know. Come on, man. Why are you talking like that? Why are you talking like that? That's not what Jesus said. He said, he said, come unto me, all you that labor. And of every laden, I will give you more laden. Is that what he said? I will give you more burden. Is that what he said? He said, come to me, all you that labor. And of every laden, I will give you rest. I'm going to give you rest. That's what he said. I will give you rest. He said, learn of me. My yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. My, my body is light. Learn of me. Learn of me. Learn of me. Come, come, come. Come, come. Hallelujah. Modi, Modi, Modi. Come, come. That's what he said. Learn from me. Hallelujah. Praise God. The woman with caught in the heart of adultery came to Jesus. And they want to stone her. And Jesus said, huh? Who are you? I said, anyone without sin, throw the first stone. They dropped everything. Then Jesus, while they were dropping it, Jesus was looking down and was writing with something with his hand. He looked up. He saw the woman alone. He said, woman, where are your accusers? He said, they've all gone. They've all gone. He says, no one accused you. <laughs> ah, man, what a God. He said, since no one accused you. He said, neither, neither do I. Hey, he said, go and see no more. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus does. The worst of sinners, the worst, worst of sinners, he saves them. He saves them. Look at Galatians. Uh, Sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, I want to end this thing quickly. Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty which Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again. Okay, we jump to verse uh, four, four, four. He said, verse four. He said, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law. 
Amen. He said, you are falling from grace. You know, that brother has fallen from grace. You know the meaning. This is what it means. When he says somebody has fallen from grace, this is what it means. They, are went, they went back to the law. Anyone who went, who gone back to the law, he has fallen from grace. It's not a mistake oh, that make people fall from grace. Oh. When you see somebody, you see another believer that have made, made mistakes, like little mistake, maybe mistake, don't, don't kill them. Encourage them. Tell them the Spirit of God can help them to run. Okay? They have not fallen. They have not fallen. That's what I told us last week. You cannot blame a testament for malaria. You cannot blame chloroquine for malaria. Chloro malaria, you know, mosquitoes is biting. There is malaria. Amen. The attestinate is curing malaria. Amen. The same thing he said to them in the garden. He said, I'm sorry, in the, yeah, in the, in the wilderness. He said, anyone that's a serpent will bite, when they come out and look at the brazen serpent, they will be healed. So no matter what type of serpent, if it's anaconda, if it is, you know, cobra, if it is black serpent, any kind of serpent, whatever snake, if they bite you, chun, 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 ah, ah, you know, if serpent bites you, and you say, ah, can I get a doctor, please? <laughs> in, that, in that place, in the wilderness, can I get a doctor, and you're trying to put antidote, you will die. <laughs> it works, because there's a standard rule there, that when snake has beaten, just find yourself to crawl out and look at the brazen serpent. That's what he's saying. That even when in your deepest mistakes, okay, you just still look at the cross. You look at the cross and you get healed, get delivered, get freedom. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't want to. I want to stop but this thing. Uh, sorry, I have to stop this. In five minutes, I'll stop. In five minutes, I have to stop. 13, look at 13. 13. For you, brethren, are so sorry. 5.13 Galatians. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Don't forget, only don't use your liberty so that for your occasion of the flesh. Don't allow the flesh, you know, to produce some fruit. Okay? And how people allow flesh to produce fruit is simple. They keep, when you don't listen to God or you don't pray... Or you go on Instagram, Twitter, every time everybody's Twitter. Oh, look at her. Huh? Marriage. Huh. This marriage, every marriage is just bad in these days. All men has come. <laughs> All women are bad. <laughs> really? There is a war everywhere. Huh? Everybody is just sad. Then you're getting sad. Huh? Look at this. Huh? Oh, man. Look at this. Gluteus maxima. And you look at this. <laughs> so, I'm not going to say otherwise, okay? So, you see? I mean, so you say, wow, wow. Hmm, hmm. Like. <laughs> and, and, and you keep doing all this. By the time you do all this, you put your mind on rubbish things. Lots of rubbish things. Lots of rubbish things. Very soon, you're going to be sleeping on your bed. Hmm. Thinking about bad, bad things. Do you give it occasion for the flesh? What you should do, get yourself locked up in the spirit. Embrace the spirit of grace. Get yourself deep in God's word. Pray more in the Holy Ghost. Then you will get the result. Stop listening to people who say marriages don't work. Yes, sir. I know challenges happen in marriages. Yes. But yeah, people go through a lot of stuff in marriages. I understand. It happens. But even when people go through stuff in marriages, you look at God's word. God's word promises us the best. So we're going to look at God's word. But challenges happen. So we pray for those who are going through stuff in their marriages for healing in their marriage. We don't give a conclusion. We are looking at God's word and say, hey, the word of God says this is the best for us. So I'm going to stick to the word. Stick to channel spirit. Stick to channel grace. That's what I want to see. Amen. So look at it. So that's why he says, look at it. He said, for all the law, 14, for all the law is to feed in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 16, for I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. For the flesh lost against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and that days are contrary to one another. Verse 18. <laughs> but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Amen. That's all. That's all. If you are led by the spirit, you cannot be led by the spirit and you're under the law. It's not possible. There are two different things. There are two different things. It's channel spirit. So we have channel spirit and channel flesh. Now, in the channel flesh, there is sin because when sin is conceived, when flesh is fed, well, sin is conceived. Okay? So, and sin 
we take occasion of the law and you become more sinful. But when you leave this place, because of the cross, you go to channel spirit, where there is channel grace, where there is channel, you know, abundance, where there's channel holiness, where there's channel righteousness, channel victory. Glory to God. You just switch, just switch to it. How many of you are blessed today? Say grace, grace. Hallelujah. You know, you know, you could shout it. This is it. You could look at the challenges you're facing and you say, grace, 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 grace in the name of Jesus. You know, when you say in the name of Jesus, you are invoking all the, all the eternal resources that is called grace. You are invoking it into your reality. That's what you do when you call grace. In your studies, those that are students, academic, it's difficult for you to assimilate. You are struggling to assimilate. Say, Lord, I receive grace. I receive spirit of grace. Those who are doing business and you are struggling in your business, say, Lord, I receive grace. It's only grace. In your marriage, it's difficult for you. Things are challenging for, challenging for you. I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive grace. In the name of Jesus, turn it to prayer. Turn it to prayer. Say, I receive grace.